Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Sports Rage. I am Gabe Omarazzi. The pips, the players, the hustlers, the people, the bust them, and everybody else in between throwing it down. The Monday Night Meltdown has begun. Sirius XM Channel 159 on the Sports Grid Radio Networks. It is the day after the Super Bowl. The longest day and the longest distance until the National Football League regular season kicks off once again. Uh, But the debate continues as far as the Penalty is concerned, and the debate continues as to how this game ended uh, yesterday. But there is no debate. The National Football League postseason is done. And George Kurtz will step up and in and break it down. Rick Saratella will step up and in. And you know how we roll with Rick Saratella. NFL Draft Bible in the house. Countdown to the NFL Draft is officially on in, you guessed it, Kansas City. Rick Saratella. And I will break down all the latest props and get you caught up to date with all the latest odds as far as the draft. We'll get his thoughts on the draft. And there's a lot of stuff to break down in the National Football League. And let's be real. There really is no offseason in the NFL. And I've said it before. I'm going to say it again. Listen, Super Bowl championships really aren't won in in February. They're won in the offseason, right? They're won with the moves the teams make. They're, they're won with breaks along the way. But... The offseason, man, like, it, it's critical. You know, like, in, in other sports, teams don't really change that much. In the National Football League, there's there's an evolution, a continuous evolution, and you can, you know, you can con- continuously evolve when you consider the contracts aren't guaranteed in the National Football League. Other, other teams and other leagues, they can't really be as quick <laughs> to move on because they're like, well, we got to pay this dude no matter what, so we might as well keep him. NHL hockey going on right now as we speak. The Detroit Red Wings are leading out of Vancouver Canucks. It's a 4-1 uh, right now in the VNC. We'll get into some college basketball. Chris Monter is going to join us from collegebasketballnews.com uh, tonight. NBA basketball. The Portland Trailblazers hit 17 three-point shots in the first half uh, tonight. They're beating the Lakers right now, 119-102. to 102. There's three and a half minutes left. I'm on the Lakers, but I went bigger in-game on the over of this game, and I got like 231 and a half. They're at 221 right now. It's three and a half minutes left. I should get there, but a lot of, sh- a lot of things should happen in this world that don't, right? <laughs> so we've got the countdown right now. We've got the countdown. And the countdown is on XFL football kicks off on Saturday. MLS soccer kicks off not this Saturday, but the following Saturday. So MLS soccer, we're less than two weeks away from MLS soccer. We are 60 days away from the start of the end of the Stanley Cup. 
uh, playoffs. And as I alluded to, we're like 73 days away from the National Football League draft, but we are now 28 days away from the start of March Madness. Who's in? Who's out? Who's going to be in? Who's going to be out? Let's talk some college hoops with Chris Monter. George Kurt steps up and in. The late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Moretzi. It's the Monday Night Meltdown. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. Welcome to the party on the Sports Grid Radio Network, Series XM Channel 159. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates. Sports byline in the Bay Area. Throwing it down with us tonight. We're kicking it in SoCal uh, as well. The Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio, the 50,000 watt juggernaut. Super Bowl 57 is done, but the numbers are starting to come in. It was the third most watched television show in American history. It peaked with 113 million viewers. Top local television markets for the game were number one, Kansas City, number two, Philadelphia, number three, Cincinnati, number four, Detroit, and number five, Pittsburgh. Interesting um, interesting secondary markets that weren't involved in the game. Cincinnati, Due to uh, the pure pain of losing to the Kansas City Chiefs, evidently. People in Detroit, well, I guess they're used to the Lions not being in the Super Bowl. They're going to watch anyways. Put it this way. If if the city of Detroit was like the fourth the fourth highest ranked you know, local market in America for the Super Bowl, like just imagine if they were actually like good. Pittsburgh uh, was number five. Major League uh, Baseball pitchers and catchers are set to report, but the countdown is on right now. We're three weeks away from the World Baseball Classic. And while we all pay attention to football, Major League Baseball continuously changes and adds new rules uh, to the sport, and they have voted to permanently install the Ghost Runner on second base. So this thing is here to stay. I don't even know everything else that they've done. Like, there's a million things that they've done to bastardize and destroy the sport of baseball. And I guess you could, I guess you could basically admit that if anybody told you we're going to pay the same amount of money, but you get to leave work earlier, you would probably do it. And that's what Major League Baseball players are doing. Screw Major League Baseball. Let's talk World Baseball Classic. This is Sports Rage. I am Renzi, and your rage, bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Listening to Sports Rage Late Night with Gabe Marinci.
The late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Morancy. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people of Boston, and everybody else in between. The National Football League playoffs are done. The Super Bowl is done. 113 million people watched uh, the Super Bowl. Of course, the Philadelphia Phillies made the World Series and lost. The Philadelphia Eagles made the Super Bowl and lost. And it hasn't been discussed much, but the Philadelphia Union made it to the MLS Cup final and lost as well. And it is the first time. Now, people always, you know, it's the it's, it's the MLS a major sport, right? When we think of major sports, the MLS is a major sport. But when, you know, you, you, you talk in a major sports, you're talking about the big four, in the NHL, the NBA, the NFL, and Major League Baseball. But Philadelphia have now lost three championships in a row. And the Philadelphia 76ers are pretty good, too. They legitimately could make it to the finals, even though I don't think they will. The Sixers are sort of like the, I don't know, are they the Bills? Are they the Chargers? They're The Sixers, to me, are one of these teams that will find a way not to win no matter what happens. I don't believe this. I don't. I, I never believe in the Philadelphia 76ers. I never have, and I never will. <laughs> I, I haven't believed in the Philadelphia 76ers since Dr. J was there. I knew their process was a pile of crap, and it was. It was a waste of time. They spun their wheels. They did nothing. Trust the process and all that. And and now you know Joel Embiid is awesome. I've always been surprised that Joel Embiid hasn't realized that he's never going to win. But it is a new team now. I get it. But what's amazing is it's only happened once before, right, where teams have actually lost three championships in a row. The Phillies lost to the Astros. And what's painful as well is Philadelphia Union. They lost um, to LAFC in a shootout. But the only other time that this has ever happened, that a city has lost three straight major championships, ironically enough, Philadelphia. This one is, um, this one, <laughs> this one, you know, I'm amazed it hasn't happened before actually more, right? We've seen teams win, you know, LA is rattled off, you know, the Dodgers and the Rams, Boston has won before multiple, multiple sports. But 1979-1980, the Flyers lost the Stanley Cup uh, final in six games to the New York Islanders. The 76ers lost the NBA Finals in six games to the Los Angeles Lakers. And the Philadelphia Eagles lost the Super Bowl to the Oakland Raiders. That's cold. That's cold. The thing is, though, Philadelphia, the city of Philadelphia have won championships. So you can't really, it's not like there's some big sympathy for them or something like that. The Phillies have won, right? The Phillies have won multiple times. They won in, you know, the Mike Schmidt era and all that. What was it? 80, 1980. Hell, I was at the game. Like when, when Mike Schmidt hit a home run against the Expos in like the final Sunday of the regular season and the Phillies won a division by one game. The, Phil, you know, the, the, the Philadelphia Eagles won the Super Bowl not too long ago. And let's be real. Philadelphia sports fans are annoying. They, were su- they get super arrogant all the time. They think their team is always going to win, right? The Sixers are going to you know, win multiple championships. The Eagles are going to kill the Chiefs. Um, you know, the Phillies, oh, the Phillies are going to beat the Astros. So put it this way, like if you're feeling for for Philadelphia right now, do you honestly believe that any Philadelphia sports fan gives a crap about your team? Do you really think or do you think they were just going to be obnoxious jerks after they won yesterday? Exactly. (laughs) So (laughs) exactly. It's a cold world. It's a cold world. And I am getting sick and tired of hearing about the, the penalty and all this. Was it the penalty that blew the double-digit lead at the half? You had a double-digit lead at the half. Right? 27 teams. <laughs> like, they were 26-1. and one. Teams with a double-digit lead in the Super Bowl were 26-1. and one. 
The Atlanta Falcons are the only team in Super Bowl history to be leading by double digits at the half and lose. Is that the referee's fault that the Philadelphia Eagles lost? I got to be honest, though. The Philadelphia Eagles team has taken it well. People in the media are more upset about this than the actual, like if, you know, the coaching staff, Bradbury admits that he did grab the jersey. It's a difficult, it was a difficult, you know, it is what it is. There's always going to be a play. There's always going to be this. There's always going to be that. But to me, the Kansas City Chiefs won the Super Bowl. The penalty was part of the tapestry of the game, but there were 125 plays in the game, all right? And that penalty was not the the be-all, end-all. Make a play. Make a play. And as we stated, too, you know, you've got to love the irony of some people crying about, like, unjust. Unjust? How about the San Francisco 49ers going into Philadelphia and losing both quarterbacks? Was that unjust? How about Devontae Smith's first bomb of the game against San Francisco that he never really caught? Was that unjust? <laughs> right? Were Philadelphia Eagle, Philadelphia Eagle fans, uh, were they sympathizing? No. They were telling San Francisco to shut up, and they would have won anyways. George Kurtz will step up and in, and we'll get his thoughts on how this went down. And now we move forward. And all we can really do right now, as I stated, is sort of, all right, what's next? Right? We have the XFL coming up, but I'm talking about, like, futures. Right? Like, what, all right, what, what are we going to dig in now? What, what are we looking at? And I guess it's college basketball. Listen, the NBA playoffs are two months away. The Stanley Cup playoffs are two months away. This thing is a freaking marathon that never ends. So now it's about the World Baseball Classic. It's about the XFL. And it's about uh, March Madness and the conference tournaments. Chris Monter is going to step up and, and join us in a couple of minutes. And we'll talk some college basketball as Alabama are now the number one ranked team in the country. One thing that is being discussed, uh, the, the fallout from the Super Bowl, actually is the actual field itself. And, and it really is amazing that I'm you know, a multi-billion dollar game and stuff, that somehow the actual playing surface would not be perfect. Yet, this is what happens when, you know... They don't let anybody step onto it. They don't let anybody, you know, they don't let the players practice on this on this turf, right? It's sort of like, wow, well, we want it to be perfect, but, you know, you're, it's never been tested for real before. But once again, both teams were playing under the same conditions. Both teams were playing on the same field. And the Philadelphia Eagle players seem to be sliding more than the Kansas City Chief players. It is what it is. And as far as Rihanna is concerned, Rihanna racked up 1.5 million Instagram followers following her performance last night, which she can capitalize into money. That's a lot of followers to pick up in less than 24 hours. Yet, even more importantly for her, she has a new cosmetic company, which uh, I guess she somehow promoted last night during the performance, which was kind of hard to tell because it was in the freaking dark. Searchers are up 883%. Rihanna's about to cash in large. Chris Monter, George Kurtz, Rick Saratella. This is Sports Rage. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. 
It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. I'm buying lunch for everybody on me. Wow. What's the occasion? I'm rich. I won my bets on the Rose Bowl, the Sugar Bowl, the Cotton Bowl, and I chunked it all on a hockey game, and I won that. All right, all right. How much did you win? 116 bucks. What a windfall. Yeah. Yeah, I still feel tingly. Night anger management class. This is sports rage. I and gave them rent since the Monday night meltdown. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people of Bustler, and everybody else in between. A lot of stuff left to break down. George Kurtz will join us momentarily. But first things first, on a more serious note, we hope uh, everybody in the East Lansing, Michigan area right now is staying as safe as uh, can possibly be. And uh, we should note that there is an active shooting situation on the Michigan State uh, campus that seemingly has been going on for the last couple of hours. Um, I do not believe at last check that they have apprehended uh, the suspect uh, yet. There is video of uh, of the guy. I, you know, I don't, I don't want to speculate this and that, how many people, but I can tell you basically, yes, there's an active shooter on the campus of Michigan State University. Michigan State has actually just canceled all athletic events uh, for the next uh, 48 hours. Police at Michigan State announced that all activities on campus, including athletics, have been canceled for the next 48 hours in the wake of a fatal shooting. Three people have been confirmed dead. At least five others have been wounded after uh, a shooter opened fire at 8.30 p.m. Eastern this evening, according to university police. The suspect remains at large. Shots were fired at um, on campus at a classroom building on the north side of campus. So the Spartans men's uh, and women's basketball team were off. They were going to play on Wednesday night. They're also canceling um, tennis, uh, tennis as well. So four four to eight hours, uh, everything shut down at Michigan State for at least the next uh, forty eight hours. So we wish everyone the best in East Lansing uh, right now. Let's bring in uh, George Kurtz. George Kurtz, Sports Grid Radio and Television Networks. George, always a pleasure. Thanks for taking the time to be with us tonight. How you doing tonight, George? Doing well, Gabe. Doing well. Right day after the Super Bowl here, and now we got what two hundred something days to the next football game. A little depressing, isn't it? Though when you realize it, no more, uh, no more football for no more NFL football for quite a while. Yeah, it's the longest. It's that longest period, right? Right after the Super Bowl, it's the longest period. Um, the Hall of Fame game is always around my birthday, which is my birthday is August 10th. So I don't know. So yeah, football, NFL football will be back in August. But but really, the NFL is a league that is a three six five league. I could talk three hours a night about the NFL every day, you know, throughout the entire year. It's just it can there's it's just continuously, just continuously, you know, goes from one one event into the other. It, They've done a good job as well, George. They know 
They know when to drop their schedule, which they drop you know, a lot quicker uh, than they used to. But now it'll be about the NFL draft. And last year, the NFL draft was kind of a boring one. It was in Las Vegas, but there really wasn't much to it, right? There was no flash to it. There wasn't, you know, no quarterbacks, you know, a couple of defensive linemen. There were good players in the draft, but there wasn't a lot of debate. There wasn't a lot of flash. There wasn't a lot of trades. This is going to be different. Right this year, you got a bunch of quarterbacks. You got a bunch of teams that are looking to be active. There's a bunch of high-profile players in this draft. So the draft is what's coming up next. And George, the XFL kicks off on Saturday. So, and it's a clean slate, George. So if you start watching right from the start, you won't be missing anything. You'll know what's going on. <laughs> oh, I, I, I can promise you it'll be on one of the TVs. How much I pay attention, I, I can't promise you, but it'll be on one of the TVs here. Like, it's the, none of sports to go around anyway here. And before we draft, by the way, we get NFL free agency. That's really, in my mind, the next big thing in the NFL. Derek Carr, according to Rappaport, is going to be released tomorrow. So he's going to get a head start on everybody about where he wants to sign here. Although I wonder, and I don't know where you think Carr is going to go, but I know we were talking about it yesterday. Uh, will the Jet, you know, some team like the Jets, if they're hoping to get Rodgers, can they afford to wait? You know, we want to wait on Rodgers, and they might lose Carr to somebody else. Maybe Carr goes to Carolina. Carr goes to Tampa Bay. So it's sort of a game everyone's playing here. And, uh, you know, Rodgers might keep everybody waiting because, you know, he's going to be in a dark place for a couple of days. I think I think that the – I know it's not sexy and stuff to say, but I think that the Derek Carr to New Orleans stuff is all but done, George. I think that he – I think he met with them, and they said we're interested, but – we don't want to trade anything considering we know your contract situation. And he probably told them, you don't have to. I'm not going to ch- change anything. And they're going to have to release me. And I'll, you know, let, let, we'll, I'll call you back. <laughs> I think it was, uh, it was Andrew Brandt, by the way, the former GM of the Packers. And he uh, always puts the stuff uh, on Facebook, uh, you know, translation. And he goes, the translation when Derek Carr said he wasn't going to uh, accept a trade to any place was that his agent found a better deal. That was that translation. So, yeah, I think he's already got it. I think it's probably with New Orleans. I think I'm reading the same as you here, but I think he's almost certainly already have a, has a deal wrapped up. And why would you want that team now a trade and give up assets that you could have? You know, Derek, you get a, you know, of course you're a wide receiver. Of course you're a running back, a lineman, whatever it might be. So I agree. I think Carr, uh, Carr is pretty much locked up. I'm not going to say for 100% sure it's New Orleans, but I think that is where everything's pointing to. I think the Jets are going um, for a bigger name. I think the Jets are going to, you know, and I guess that name will be Aaron Rodgers. I actually think it'll happen. I think it'll happen. Jimmy G. I mean, it makes some sense there, right? I I get it. McDaniels is there. It does make some sense, but I think that'd be kind of a letdown, (laughs) you know, for the Raiders. Uh, Is Jimmy G better than Derek Carr? No, he's not. No. You know what it is? Jimmy G is good on a really, really good team. But you think, dude, you think Devontae Adams? How how is he going to put up numbers? Look at, like, you know what I mean? Look at the numbers the Niners guys put up. Like, George Kittle had, like, more touchdowns in a month than he did all year with Jimmy G. You know what I'm saying? Like, Jimmy G is a decent game-managing quarterback on a championship-caliber team. You put him on the Raiders, like, it's going to be a disaster, bro. Jimmy G's we, not I know this, Holmes. though. He's not beating Herbert. I don't know if he's beating Russell Wilson. That, that's, no, that's not they'll be the worst team in the division. Yeah. He'd be the worst quarterback in the division, too. I mean, I hate to say it, but it's true. I'd still rather Russell Wilson than Jimmy G, wouldn't you? Uh, yes. Uh, yes. Uh, I, you know, Russell didn't – he played much better the last two, three games. Very small sample size, I know. But he played much better the last couple of games. Is that what we're going to see now, or is that just a uh, you know a little flash of the pan? Uh, he's going to be better but under I, Peyton. He'll be better as well. I don't think he'll ever be what Russell was, but you know the player he used to. Be, but I think he'll be better. And with their with their defense and such, they could still make some noise. Yeah, you know it's a tough division. It's a tough conference, but I think they will be. I can just see it now. Listen, everybody's going to praise Peyton for being his genius because they won't suck next year. But they really shouldn't have sucked this year. Right, they shouldn't have. Nate Hackett was in over his head. I did like something I heard Sean Payton say was basically he said, you know, it's the coach's job to identify what your players can do well and put them in a position to succeed. And a lot of coaches don't seem to understand that. But I think Payton does and will. And because his 
Peyton's success and his legacy is now tied with Russell Wilson. So he needs to make Russell Wilson work again. And I do believe that they will get on the same page as far as plays. I think Peyton will identify what works and what doesn't. He worked with an aging Drew Brees for years. Wilson is more athletic than what Brees had left in the last couple of years. I don't think Russell Wilson's done. I think Russell Wilson, though, needs to sort of refocus things a little bit. You know, I don't. You know, it seems that he's he's drifted. I don't know. You know, like the. You know, he's not distracted, but he's complacent, George. He's complacent. Oh, he's won his Super Bowls. You know, he's won his Super Bowl. He's got his money. Like put it this way, like when, when they were struggling last year. You know, you know he's doing the you know the cheesy videos and stuff. But one of them was like. The three things was like a TikTok. He's dancing. It's like the three things most important to me. God, my wife, and then three, football. Like, hey, we get it. You're religious. People don't want to see that, George. And I tell you what, Sean Payton's not the type of guy. Sean Payton's like number one is football. With all due respect to God and family. You know what I mean? (laughs) That's the way it's got to be. And I don't know, Russell sort of, I don't know, Russell seems to think it's like just sort of a part-time job or something. Like, you've got to be all in on this, George. Otherwise, it won't work. Once again, I'm with you here. I think what you said is correct here. I think he does rub people the wrong way. I mean, we we heard his own teammates. I mean, maybe not directly come out and criticize him, but have no problems really doing it. Richard Sherman never really liked him, right, for playing together or uh, once he left the team. He never had great things to say about him. So he's always, I think he's rubbed people the wrong way, but you get away with that when you're playing great. Yeah, once you start not to play great, you know, then the fact that you have your own, uh, what, own, own coach in the building, your own office. The own office thing is kind of stupid. Who the hell cares if he has his own office? But that, uh, that gets brought up. Well, you're not really a team guy. You're by yourself. You have your own coach. You're, own, you know, you're not with the team here. That sort of thing. So he's got to Brady had all of that. would be a good way of looking at it. Brady had all of that in New England. <laughs> he won. Bra- yeah, I'm he saying, I know. I'm saying Brady had his own office. Brady had his uh, his holistic guy, his holistic you know, his holistic uh, trainer, or whatever was it on the property, and it caused friction though. It did, and Belichick put an end to it like a couple of years ago. Like he finally got tired of it. What he didn't like was uh, Brady's holistic guy started like telling other players, "Don't listen to the team doctor. I've got the I've got the answers for you," and that was enough for Belichick. More with Kurtz on the other side. This is Portrage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories. Stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. You want some of this, don't you? Yeah! Well, you need to know the winners, and I know the winners. So call me now. Whoa! $5 for the first minute, $2 for each additional minute. Have reached the coach's hot line. Line. Yeah, lay it on me, coach. In the game of my MA mm-hmm. versus Cincinnati. 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 Not. 
Cincinnati. Come on, come on. Don't you realize this is costing me money? The late night anger match for class. This is Sports Rage. I am Renzi. Throwing it down with George Kurtz right now. Chris Monter will join us from collegebasketballnews.com. We've got uh, Rick Saratella, Sports Illustrated, NFL Draft Bible in Level 3. Obviously, we'll talk about the NFL Draft because he is from the NFL Draft Bible. Um, the big speculation, will you know, Chicago holds, you know, Chicago are in control here. And will somebody panic and want to trade up with Chicago uh, for that first overall pick? But, George, uh, let's. I want to move on. Uh, we're going to get into it, Rick, a bit, the Super Bowl, because he's in Philly. He's in Atlantic City, and he covers the Eagles a lot. But what would you take, George, on the Super Bowl and the penalty and all that stuff? Well, the Super Bowl itself, I thought, was great, right? It was an entertaining game, fun game. I, honestly, I'm not going to tell you it was the greatest game ever. I didn't go over all 57 Super Bowls and rank them. But it was an entertaining game, good game, right, fun game. So that was the first and foremost. Uh, you know, hey, I, of course, I want my bets to hit. I did all right, but nothing great there. Uh, as for the penalty... It's not why whether or not you believe it's a penalty or not. It's not why Philadelphia lost. You lost because you did not stop Matt, Pat Mahomes. They had four drives in the second half. They scored a touchdown on three of them. The only one you stopped was that final drive where they kept the game-winning field goal. That's why you lost the game. And if Philadelphia wants to cry, oh, we got screwed on the last call, which you didn't, by the way. It was a hold. Anyway, you look at it, it was a hold. Your argument is that, oh, maybe they shouldn't have called it at that time, which I don't necessarily agree with, but it was a hold. But... You also got the benefit of the, the Kenneth Gainwell. Did he fumble? Did he not fumble it? And he, had, he definitely had two feet down. It's the football move theory, which I don't know what that yeah, could have been. Two scooping scores. Is, but that could have been a touchdown for Kansas City. All right, you got that call. Smith Schuster was badly held on a play in the first half. That would have been a first down for Kansas City. They didn't call that. You got that call. And with Dallas got, got a catch at the sideline. Granted, I thought he did catch it, but I know plenty of people who think, who think he didn't catch it. You got those calls. It went against you. It was a, a terrible time that it went against you. But the bottom line for me, and when I first saw the play, by the way, Gabe, I did think it was, oh, that's, that's horrific. But when you see the one replay, oh, you see the jersey get grabbed. And then as soon as the cornerback admits it, Bradbury admits, admits it after the game, yeah, I held him. What's your argument now? I mean, really, what's your argument when the player says, yeah, I did it? You know, so it is what it is here. I wish the game, I mean, as a fan, yeah, I would have liked to have seen Hurts get a chance to come back. Sure, and I was on Philadelphia, so even more so, I would have liked to have seen a chance for Philadelphia to, uh, to come back. But I don't feel, I think there were much worse officiated games in Super Bowls where I'm like, oh, what the hell is going on here? I thought for the most part they did a, a pretty damn good job last night. Yeah, I think the only thing that we were really robbed, and the only people who were really robbed was potentially from that thrilling, you know, last drive and maybe overtime and stuff that really would have dialed things up. You know, it turned into a college football game late. But I brought it up earlier, George. Teams with double-digit leads were 26-1 and in the Super Bowl. The only team ever to lose were the Atlanta Falcons. That wasn't the ref's fault. That You know what I mean? As you stated, the, the, the Chiefs dialed it up in the second. Mahomes was a man possessed. Schuster came alive. And as you noted and as you stated, I think correctly, there were a lot of calls in the game that actually went Philadelphia's way. And they're all big calls, whether it's in the first quarter, the second quarter, the third quarter, the fourth quarter. They're all calls. And the other thing I don't really understand, George, is, well, you got to let that go. So I, I must have missed the memo, George, that the defense is allowed to grab everybody in the last couple of minutes of a game because you must let that go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, it's, it's hard because, once again, a ref is looking for a jersey tug, and as soon as he sees it, I mean, it's almost automatic. I, and I wonder if that's what happened here. Yes. Like, like, you know, I, it's a good I, point. I, I, if if you sort of interfere, but it's sort of, yeah, it's incidental somehow. It looks incidental, even though you kind of did it slickly. You know what I mean? Or you stepped in front of the guy, and and it'd be like, ah, I'll let it go, dude. He grabbed the jersey, and you saw the pull. It was hard to miss, George. You know. Like I said, uh, I can tell you uh, what's, what's my theory always about refing that you don't call, you don't make a call unless your your hand go like for hockey, your hand goes up and you can't stop yourself. That's how I was always trained myself when I ref. Yeah, the reflex, the, the reflex was the flag for him. It was the reflex, right? He saw the jersey tick and then boom, there it goes. You know, and I, I just wonder if that was it. Uh, like I said, I don't feel bad for Philadelphia because the call was not wrong. It's not wrong. It's the right call. The jersey was tugged and the player admitted he did it here. You know, I would I like to uh, see the calls go earlier in the game too. Sure, but I was kind of happy they didn't call it. You know, I don't want to see a flag fest here. But like I said, I'm, in my mind, no matter how you look at it, this is not why they lost. Stop them! For the love of God, stop them once and you win the game here. 
George Kurtz kicking with us. All right, let's talk some baseball, uh, George. And let's go over some of the new rules. And there's a lot of them, dude. There's a lot of them. So the shift. At the time a pitch is thrown, all four infielders are required to be on the infield dirt or the infield grass with two on each side of second base. Players will be able to move as soon as the ball leaves the pitcher's hands. Originally, infielders who began the game on the side of the field would not be allowed to switch over to the other side for the entirety of the game, but that was revised to just each inning. What do you think of this new shift stuff that they've uh, implemented? I hate it. Hate it. Why should you be able to tell, tell me how I can play defense? If they want to have all nine guys on the left side of the infield or the right side or whatever it is, fine. Adjust. Hit the ball the other way. Hey, well, uh, once again, aren't we just saying, oh, oh, we'll make it easier for you. Go ahead. We'll move guys around so you can, you can hit an open spot here. And that yeah. sort of stuff. I hate the idea. Here. So we're saying that, well, what do we say? They're saying, George, is this their point that, well, these sluggers are crushing the ball and they're not hits because people are shifting. And that's not right because we want to see them crush the ball. But as you stated, professional hitters would learn to hit the ball to opposite field. This is a pile of crap. Fail. Hate it. Fail, and fail, I like, fail. I wonder this, Gabe. Are we going to see teams? Someone's going to do this eventually. You're going to see fielders running all over the place. You know, they'll be running. Yeah, well, now you're right. That side and now the, to the other side. And now the second the pitch is done. So, like, what, what are we doing here? All right, so. Uh, how will it be enforced? If the hitting team reaches base and a runner's advance on a ball hit under the violation, the game proceeds without penalties. The play has any other consequences and out a sacrifice. The hitting team can decide to either accept the penalty, which would add one ball to the hitter's count, or decline it. Dear God, we have penalties now in baseball. Uh, not, not cool. Not cool, okay. Manfred. Not cool at all. And this is not even the one I hate most, but I dislike this a lot. All right, so here's the on ESPN the the counterpoint. What they're trying to change, the league-wide batting average was down to 243, the lowest since 1968. A lack of singles, in particular, are the heart of the decline. So what? You why don't we just make it eight fielders then, George, to make it easier for these losers? All right, take away an outfielder. Put the ball on a tee. How about just put the ball on a tee for him? All right, this this next one, I'm already about to like start swearing. I got to be careful for our AM radio affiliates. The pitch clock. Pitchers will have 15 seconds to throw a pitch with the bases empty and 20 seconds with a runner on base. Hitters will need to be in the batter's box with eight seconds left on the pitch clock. If the pitcher has not started the motion to deliver a pitch before the expiration of the clock, he will be charged with a ball, George. Oh. I'm okay with this, oh. at least to see it. To see it. I want to There's see no how clock I don't, I don't baseball. Like, I don't like with a player on base. I don't like the player on base thing. All right, I think so. What the guy's supposed to remember now? Oh, now I have 15 seconds, but now I have 20. It's going to be. Uh, it's not going to be a fun April to see how this works out. But I'm okay with this to, to see it, to try it. I think this is one experiment I don't mind to see if it does speed things up a little bit because I hate some of these batters who are pretty much, you know, the old Nomar Garcia pair. You and I grew up with Mike Hargrove. They used to call him the Human Rain Delay. Every every pitch, he'd be out of that. Oh, readjust the gloves here. I could look up, see if I could find any hot women in the stands here. Oh, my kids here. That sort of thing. It took forever. So, uh, no more Garcia Perry was the same way as well. I'm okay to see how this works. You know, so I'm not I'm not going to trash this one. I will trash it. It sucks. Terrible. There's no need for it. That's what the umpire is there for. Hey, hurry up. You know what I mean? Hurry up. Like, well, you know, you know, if they would enforce that game, I'd be right there with you. If the umpire would enforce it, yes, but they don't. What do you think of this one? Pickoffs. You're only Hate allowed it. two. You're only allowed Hate two it. now. It's going to lead to more stolen just... bases. But, George, between this and the 25th to 22nd thing, Buddy won't have time to check the guy. You know what I mean? He's going to be panicked, worrying about the damn clock. There should be more stolen bases now. Uh, just from a betting perspective, but yeah, so you can only throw, what's the deal? You can throw over twice per at-bat. And then you better pick him off or he or he gets the base. If you throw over a third time, you either you get him out or he gets uh, second base automatically. Or third base, whatever it might be. I hate it. I said, why are we doing this? Now, now we're changing too many things here. You want to try one thing to speed the game up in the pitch clock? I'm good with that. But when you start going on and on and on here, and you're right, by the way, pitchers will panic. 
All right, come on. When you when you first do shows, radio shows, TV shows, you panic about the clock all the time to make sure. Oh, did I get out on time? Do I come in on time? And you probably have seconds upon seconds. You don't realize how long five six seconds is. So it's going to take these uh, pitches a long time to adjust to this. I don't like the fact that now you got the batters taking. You know, even on with one pickoff throw. They're going to take extra low, extra leads because, oh, this guy's probably not going to throw over again. I can take a little longer lead here. And forget it. Once he has two pickoff throws, you're going to take a bigger lead here. So, no, I don't, I don't like this. In my mind, this is changing the fabric of the game too much. How many people are going to go to games this year, George, opening day and the first games and not know any of this crap and go, what the hell is going on? Oh, um, a lot. <laughs> yeah, like I don't like these rules. Like they're they're ridiculous. They're, 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 I don't like the pitch clock at all. I what you're gonna get a ball now and stuff. So what? So we're, imagine now, George. So what? Buddy takes 16 seconds, George, and let's say the bases are loaded and you walk you walk in a game winning run. That's what we're gonna do. It'll happen. There'll be a game where something like this happens. It will be. You're right. About It'll happen. Someone won't get the pitch off for whatever reason. The ball didn't feel well, somebody, right. I didn't. You know what I mean? Like for himself. Watch what an yeah. umpire because it won't be. It won't be sick of me. He's fifteen gonna, and like because it's like snapping the ball, George. It's going to be subjective too. Right? So you'll be like, oh, that's exactly. it. Hey, hey, you know what I mean? Like you didn't get it off. Like come on, man. Yeah, it, it, it will cause problems. No doubt, it will cause problems. I would hope. And once again, this is probably me thinking uh, things will go too well here. That they'll give him some kind of grace period. Maybe give him a warning. You know, hey, buddy, all right, you were, you're a second off there. Watch the clock a little bit. All right, watch it. I hope. I really hope they're not enforcing the letter of the law from day one. If I was a pitcher, I would just hit someone in the head and say, hey, sorry, I was rushed. Clock. Didn't, you know, I mean, I had to throw it. Didn't feel right, but I threw it anyways. <laughs> like, you know, ramifications to this. For, you know, Mookie, I don't know. The players accept this crap. Mookie Betts, who's one of my favorite players, doesn't like any of it. Mookie Betts thinks it's all stupid. He goes, every one of these rules is stupid. So, thank God Mookie Betts feels the same way, and he's a player. And uh, he's also, like, opposed to any clocks or robot umps. And he's even a hitter. He said, you know, he said part of the skill of the game is knowing the umps and playing the umps, and it's fun. That's what he basically said. He goes, it's fun. He goes, all the umps have different strike zones. you got to learn them. And he was, you know. And he said, sometimes you get a good call, sometimes you get a bad call, it's baseball. And he understands that. I like how, George, they shaved six minutes off of games last year, and they're all proud of themselves. Good for you. <laughs> good for you. Six minutes. Six minutes. Uh, Bravo. Bravo. Yeah, that's, that's you not, bastardized the, the game it, for six minutes a night. Good for you guys. In the minors, it was more like 27 for what it's worth. But that's the minor leagues. It's not going to translate to the, uh, the Major League Baseball. It's not. Yeah, I think. I think you know, minor leagues, the, sure, the ops are calling the, strikes on everything. They want to get out of there. <laughs> of course. You, you, so you said it on Twitter earlier today. You're 100 correct. No one wants to work. Everyone wants to go home. You know, players want to go. Players want to go home. I want to. Go home. No one cares about this. They want out. All right, they're making the bases bigger again because these jackasses wasn't big enough. Now they're bigger even more now. But you just made them bigger last year, and we'll get into the ghost runner on the other side bunch of clowns sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com across america bp supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. 
Kings and Sabres are getting into it right now. Kings are up 5-1 at the Crip, 5.55 left. There's a lot of talking. There was some pushing and shoving. A lot of late-night blowouts tonight in the National Hockey League. The Detroit Red Wings messed up the Vancouver Canucks uh, this evening. We're just talking baseball. and you know, uh, Even me, I knew there were rule changes, and I knew about the, the, the shift. I knew about the pitch clock and not fully the pitch clock. I kind of did know, but, you know, the detailed stuff. What, some of this stuff is confusing, though. Like, which is the one, George, about the team gets to decline? You get to pay, you get to choose? And there's a here it is, uh, the shift. Like if they if they if they if it's deemed that the team violated the shift rule, you get to add a ball to the hitter's count or decline it, and the play would stand. Like this stuff is just stupid, bro. It's just flat out stupid. You know you know what they're doing. This is like taking a game of Monopoly and changing the rules. A game that's been around for hundreds of years and changing the rules and saying, no, now when you land on boardwalk, you know, they pay you. It's like, no, like, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't understand the lot. Why does the competition committee agree to this crap? And we'll get into the, the, the ghost runner. And I'll tell you why they agreed to that. Because as I stated on Twitter today, if, if, if you're making $38 million a year, and they tell you, you're going to get your $38 million a year whether we end the game with a runner on second base or not. But if we put a runner on second base, you're going to get to go home faster. They basically went for it. It's, it's disgraceful. And you wonder, why would the owners go for this? You know why the owners go for this? Because they close the concession stands in like the seventh inning anyways. They're not selling anything. They can't make any money, but it's still paying security and stuff to be in a building. We'll get George's take on the other side, but the Ghost Runner stuff is stupid. It's a gimmick. It's like the hockey shootout, and it's beneath what baseball is. Shoeless Joe's rolling in his grave, you bastards. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts.